What's going on, everybody? We're back, episode 11, and it's going to be a nice, quick, short one as we're going to cover the NBA with the return of the redacted number 25 for the Sixers. We'll touch on that. Then we'll quickly jump over to the gridiron, react to Gruden, the review of Thursday Night Football, and our weekly picks for week six. Then we'll go to the Diamond, establish the division series, and now the AL and NLCS matchups. And we'll end the show with our top five hot sauces. But first, we'll take a break for our quick sponsor over at Anchor. Hello, everybody, and welcome. No, you have not died and gone to heaven. You're just listening to episode 11. The PA Turnpod, this is take four on episode 11. A little bit of a hiccup as we approach this episode. Um, I'm Rob, as always, joined by Joel. How are you, buddy? I'm excited. I'm pretty good. I missed you, buddy. Yeah. I missed. Him. I know. If, if I, we're like Andy Reid coming out of a bye week. We're gonna have our <laughs> best episode. Um, we had a so we we planned to do the episode. So today's Friday, the fifteenth. We tried to do it last Friday on the eighth. Ran into yeah. some issues. My then we tried. Yeah. <laughs> then it was my ass. turn. <laughs> then it was my turn on Wednesday. I had some car issues. My car died, and then I also got the the third shot. So yesterday I felt like I was. It in here, like here in spirit. So I <laughs> fell asleep before we could do the episode. Now we're good. So uh, luckily, our schedules have lined up. So your uh, microchip update, your iOS, yeah. is is updated. Fully the software now. is updated. Yes. All right, good. I can now be tracked by anybody, not just Musk. <laughs> Musk and uh, Bezos. Yeah, Bezos. Yeah, Bezos is gonna traffic me. <laughs> <laughs> your Amazon uh, order has been uh, has arrived. We have a lot to get to. We're gonna preview yeah. week five we're going to talk about everything that already happened because uh, yeah, right. that's what the preview was for episode 11 <laughs> uh whoever sent that question in a few weeks ago that said did you stop at 10 you almost spoke it into existence because we were stuck on episode 10 for like two weeks yes yes that random question <laughs> they must have known they must have known yeah. should have known we should have known yeah well here we are uh, a little bit more energized a little bit more sleep and um um, I don't know about four, you. I, I feel like I just woke up, so my voice is a little yeah. deeper than normal. I was up at six this morning, so he was I, uh, ready. Yeah, had to go through like the the motions of getting ready. Oh, before we're ready before to go. We, before yeah. we jump in, the fit. That's our thing. We have to like what oh, are we fit. wearing today? Today, Rob, I have my uh, CM Punk Mark T-shirt because it's the new CM Punk design. Clobbering time, as you pointed out. I have the Mark T-shirt. Ready to go. Clobbering time for episode 11. It means no business today. Let's go. There you go. Best in the world. And um, I so I went back and forth on this one. Um, yeah. We were going to do a hockey preview a few days ago. And we were going to do the like the original podcast. With the so, guest. I'm my, so I'm going with my Vegas Golden Knights 2018 Stanley Cup jersey. Uh, this player is no longer on the team. Oh, but they have traded everybody in the last couple of years. Um, but I'm in my Eric Halla um, Vegas Golden Knights jersey. I do have an Alex. I have an Alex Tuck jersey in my closet, but I like the gray one better than the white one. And Alex Tuck is in my closet. I was going back and forth because I have a Leonard Fournette LSU jersey, and seeing as though he ran all over the Eagles last night, I thought about going with that. But this might be my only chance to wear a hockey jersey on the pod. So here we are. Here we Plus, are. it's a little chilly this morning, and these jerseys are a little bit thicker than football jerseys. Oh yeah, one hundred percent. As I say that with the window open next to me. <laughs> It looks good. That looks good. 
Well, a lot to get to. Um, I suppose we start with the uh, the point guard of the basketball team. All right. Um, Why don't you take this one? Oh, I'll, I'll definitely take this because I work in at the airport in Philadelphia, a private airport. It's Not a little really bit cooler than my job. Yeah, so it's basically I basically work at a gas station for private planes. If you, it's <laughs> <laughs> basically how someone said it, and I was like, all right, yeah, you're right. So anyway, it was Monday evening. I was in the fuel truck, just minding my own business, and I see this plane pull up. And it's just a bunch of people for one Escalade. And some dude in a camera, like with a camera, just vlogging the whole thing. I'm like, I'm about to ruin his shot because I'm going to just drive right in front of this plane. <laughs> whoever coming off this plane. So I did that. We look at each other. We give the, fuck, what the fuck? Anyway, I'm sort of shirt. As they come back and settle, they tell me, that was your boy. And I thought it was CM Punk. They were like, nah. It was Ben Simmons, which is redacted. Who? Yeah. And I was like, no shit. And then... All of a sudden, Woj is like, oh, I think he's going to be in Philadelphia. I'm like, no, I broke the story. We broke the story first. We saw him literally come off the plane, take his little uh, COVID test, probably a physical. But yeah, Ben Simmons flew into Philadelphia Monday evening. I want to say around 7.30 p.m. Eastern time. He is in. And that was when they were playing the Nets. Yeah, you were there, and John Clark was not. So yeah, Johnny Airport's got to give up his nickname to Joel Airport. 1,000%. Or Joel Runway or something. Um, the, the, the Joel's taken over. All right. Everybody. Did you see how the Sixers found out that he was at the facility? No, I did not. Elton Brand got a text message. It said, "Hey, Ben is outside." Like it was his Uber. <laughs> he was just at the door, and he didn't tell anybody he was flying in. And Elton Brand finds out, and I guess he had to just go open the door like a bozo. Imagine he's just sitting down. Text message. He probably didn't even see it the first time. He's like, probably just oh, eating cereal or something. Yeah. And then checks it out. I was like, Ben's outside. And who? How do you excuse yourself if you're around people? Oh, excuse <laughs> me. My point guard's here. Yeah, right. Ridiculous. And, and he didn't hear it from the point guard. It was from like someone in the middle. Hey, yeah, yeah. Ben's outside. Yeah. The, the whole thing is such a me. charade at this point. I, there's so many quotes that I've lost track of them. Um, but it's <sighs> a. When we had to grow it on a few weeks, uh, about a month and a half ago, there goes my camera. Um, <laughs> when we had to grow it on about a month and a half ago, um, we set the over under for 0. 0.5 games yeah. that redacted plays for the Sixers. Let's not count preseason. Yeah, yeah. yeah we're yeah. going to count real games. Um, do you still feel confident that he's not going to play a game for the Sixers? <laughs> I don't feel confident at all now. Really? I don't feel confident. I, I, prior to this original airing of this episode, I was 1000% confident. The more I think about it, he needs to get his stock up. So he has to play. Yeah. So he can be trade value for the six. It's like they have to work together and he's losing money, but he'll probably sit on the bench in a suit. But seems like the money is the real reason he's here. He's going to fake some sort of like a hip injury or something. Unless um, they work out some kind of deal where it's like Phil Jackson, like I only play home games. I don't do away games, but it'll be in reverse. He'll not the op- play the at opposite home. Kyrie thing. Yeah, he won't play at home. Yeah, he, yeah, he won't play at home. But he'll play he, on the road. He won't play at like Milwaukee or any other city that or Orlando, like any city that Sixers fans take over when they go there. So <laughs> yeah. if, when they go to play the Magic, and there's like 400 
uh, people in the building and three fifty of them are Sixers fans. <laughs> or like uh, randomly when they go to like play the Kings and stuff, there's ran- random like amounts of Sixers fans there. Most um, of the Sixers fans were everywhere. So I guess it, assuming that he doesn't play, because um, it seems like most reports are kind of suggesting that he's just here to get the money because it's sitting in escrow right now. He's like lost out on like hundreds of thousands of dollars, maybe maybe millions at this point. Yeah. Um. So it, I guess Tyrese Maxey is the starting point guard if that's the case, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I, would, I would put that. Which would give you a starting five of Maxey, Curry, uh, Green, Harris, and Bead. So the, uh, a total of one good defender in your starting <laughs> five. And that's Embiid, who's not a perimeter defender. So that poses a lot of issues for this team. Um, yeah. We'll get to that, obviously. Um, NBA season starts next Tuesday. Sixers start, I believe. Pelicans. Wednesday. Wednesday or Thursday. Zion is out for that game, but we'll try to touch on the Sixers next Wednesday when we talk about them, or if we do another pod today or tomorrow. Yeah. Um, we'll, you know, kind of jump in, you know, because for all the things we've said about him, Ben Simmons was a really good defender last year. And one thing that they did not have to really worry about too much when he was on the floor was who's going to guard the best player on the opposite team. Mm-hmm. Um, so that is one thing they're going to have to figure out. Danny Green's not very fleet of foot anymore. He can hold his own in most, you know, contexts, but defensively, I don't know what he is anymore. And Thibel, you can't really start him. So big question marks. But Maxi, of course, will get more minutes. Shake Milton. Uh, Doc likes him because he saw Milton drop 40 against him a couple of years ago when he was <laughs> at the Clippers. Um, that guy. I need that who guy. Who knows? He was so um, um, to answer your question, I would say I'll say he'll play over 0.5 games for the Sixers this season. You think so? Yeah. I'm going to still go with under, which is funny because I actually, we kind of flip-flopped. <laughs> I think a month ago, I, I would have expected him to play. It just would have been like, maybe like the Harden thing where he just comes back and plays for like a couple weeks. And then gains weight. Yeah. And then he gains a lot of weight, goes to strip clubs, eats boneless wings and gets traded. <laughs> um, but I, I did a month ago, if you would have asked me, I would have told you, I think he plays. This is all just him having, you know, kind of like an upset stomach over what happened last year, but eventually he will realize that he has to play. And then now I think I'm flipped. I don't think he touches the floor. I don't think he'll be on the bench either. Really? I don't know. I don't know how you can sit out and then be on the bench. Like we uh, talked about it with, uh, with Thrit. like they, Anthony Davis still had to play when he yeah. wanted to get traded and Harden even, you know, to his credit came back and played. So he could, I mean, you could do that though. You could sit out and not be on the bench. You can do like what yeah. uh, Kawhi did when he was injured. He'll be in the press box, press box, yeah. or at the facility, or you know, in the training room or whatever. I, I don't know. I I just don't know how he can face his teammates after all of this. Like, how are you going to look him beat in the eyes? The guy that played on one leg in the playoffs, and then say, "Oh yeah, I'm just not happy because uh, I got booed after you put up 30 <laughs> points against you know." Pretty decent centers. I don't I know. I would have gave you some insight because they did flow. They did fly out yesterday, and I was at work. Yeah, they flew out when I was coming in, but the consensus was the energy was a little different than normal, and it was more from the coaches and the staff. Mm-hmm. They seemed like they were irritated, and the consensus we thought is maybe because Ben Simmons is back and it's just like a whole little yeah. but the players are like you know they don't give a fuck they're getting on the plane go yeah a lot of these guys understand it too like uh we'll get to the quotes in a second but these players they know it's a business especially guys like danny green seth curry 
um drummond who's now here like the older guys and even doc like and moray like these guys all know that it's a business and things like this are going to happen um just for uh squirts and giggles um (laughs) if 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 ben plays next week against the pels yeah and let's say he plays he starts which is another thing they were talking about on sports radio this week like if he comes back well, do you, do you even start him or do you just go with what you think is the lineup and then have him come off the bench or like, what would you do? I would start him because you, you already burning the bridges. Now you're just like making it more salty for him to come off the bench. Unless he just sends a message like you're not going to be here. But actually, now that I say that, I would probably get him off the bench now. Do what yeah. you know that's going to be the starting five and have mm-hmm. him as a top guy off the bench, I guess. Yeah. So the opening night for the Sixers is actually next Wednesday. Mm, okay. So we're what five days away, six days away, uh, five days away. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't know. Math is hard. Um, yeah. They're currently one point favorite. So Zion's out for that game. So that kind of evens things up yeah, if man. Ben doesn't play. Adams. So if what's up? Adams is their big man still. Uh, they Adams? traded him to the Grizzlies, I think. Dude, there's so much turmoil in the NBA. Um, because like Embiid's just gonna go off at that point then. Yeah, their starting center is Jonas Valanciunas, and they have Jackson Hayes. So that Valanciunas is a guy that actually gives them beat fits. Yeah, he does. Guys like Valanciunas, um, Gasol, like Horford, those like heavier, like kind of doughy big guys that can bang in the post that aren't scared of, and even Adams too. Um, the only person that doesn't give him fits is Carl Anthony Towns. He owns yeah, that's him. true. And uh, Drummond News here now. Um, <laughs> but uh, so that evens things up. So if Redacted plays on Wednesday. Yeah. Uh, first of all, the line is one, which leads me to think he won't because I feel like if he were playing, that gives you two all-stars in the starting lineup and you're playing against the Pels, it would be like closer to four or five. This is um, still early, though. Yeah. He just came back. and That's true. You'll know the starting lineup by game time, so then that'll definitely change. Um, but question is, and you actually asked this, um, over or under two and a half jump shots from Redacted? Attempted. Attempted. Attempted, yeah. Yeah, it doesn't have to be made. I would say over. You got to put your stock up. You're not at home. Less pressure. Sure. Yeah. And if you're coming off the bench, make the most out of it. And if you're starting, you take the first shot. You're the point guard. Set it up, but then you get the ball back and end the end the the play. I would say. Yeah, I mean, he should. That. I mean, Attempted. if he really, if he cared, he would. Um, yeah, that's another thing. There is a special on. What's that? How about you? I'll go under. I don't think he's going to change his game at all. I think he'll be a better free throw shooter. Actually, you don't even have him starting. <laughs> yeah, well, I don't know if he should. Um, I think he should, but I uh, well, I think he will if he's back. I just don't know how much you guys are going to believe in him. Gotcha. There's a special on DraftKings. If you go into NBA and you go to basketball, uh-huh. you scroll all the way NBA and basketball, of course. Um, and you scroll all the way to the right. There's <laughs> Ben Simmons specials. This is set out by another podcast in the area. Um, ben Simmons to convert his first free throw attempt of the, of the regular season. <laughs> <laughs> yes is minus 145 and no is plus 125 so i think there's a max bet of 50 dollars on that but it's uh goes to show people are skeptical yes. I, I would say yes he'll make it i think i'll miss it um win a lot of money so let's jump into some quotes these are always fun yeah right. um so we'll get to danny green putting his foot in his mouth again didn't um, do it the first time so firstly um we 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 uh, we'd be remiss in mention and forgetting to mention um, Anthony Gargano, who is a ninety-seven-five the fanatic, apparently has sources aside from the whoever makes his hoagies at the deli and Twitter. Um, 
Yeah. Uh, so Ben met with Sixers Brass a couple nights ago, I believe. Yeah. It was, what, Tuesday night maybe or maybe Wednesday? Uh, it was him. That Monday. Was it Doc and Daryl that were there? And then there was no actual players, right? No actual players. It was just okay. two, I believe. So Gargano is saying that his sources are telling him that Ben kind of just sulked and pouted most of the meeting. It didn't really say a whole lot, but he found ways to kind of blame and beat. In a 10-minute conversation? Yeah, about 10 minutes long. So uh, I don't really know how helpful that is. I think he's he's really reporting because Rich Paul is probably in his ear telling him, like, hey, you got to got to show up if you want to get traded. No one's going to trade for a guy sitting on a couch somewhere. He also put his home up in Jersey. Yeah. Um, it's a nice-looking house. Um, and then he has a home in – is it Rittenhouse Square? Not sure. I forget where the other one is, but he, he had two homes in the area. I believe that one is up, and if the other one's not, they've at least taken the stuff out of it. Um, let's jump into some quotes. Doc Rivers, this is uh, – so I guess this is Wednesday – said, I'm assuming he's going to play, but who knows? I can't get in anyone's head. Now, if anybody has put their foot in their mouth, oh it's Doc Rivers, who a couple of weeks ago made a political, um, I guess, comparison to talking to Ben Simmons. It's all just, he has no idea. His PR, if he has a PR manager, he should be fired. And then he, he should also be fired. Um, <laughs> but it, Doc Rivers just not helping anything. I mean... He's the one that kind of kicked us off at the end of the playoff run. Yeah. About Ben in a way. Without burying Ben, without burying Ben. Yeah. But he hasn't been much help either. I'll give him a little bit of slack. Uh, I've So I've kind of beat up on Doc Rivers a lot. I do think he's a little overrated as a coach. And obviously he won that one title. But I think you and I could have coached that Celtics team to a title. Um, We could have Steve Nash to just yeah. chill there. So I'll give him just a touch of slack. I'll cut him a little bit of slack, like a sliver. Like you're counting your calories and you're trying not to eat too much cake. Um, I'll cut them like a yeah. Here, do you want a piece of this? Like Like a thin cut, like the sample. Um, So that's a very emotional loss. And I asked him that question like ten minutes after that game ended. So yeah, I I understand it. But he could have definitely you know backtracked and be like, hey, look, I'm sorry. You know, emotions were high. Yeah, emotions were high. Um, My words, I believe, um, while not necessarily taken out of context, I, I probably could have used better wording. Um, that's just a tough question to answer, you know, right after we lose a game seven at home, especially in the way that we lost. If they got their butts kicked, that's different, but they were in a kind of like a white knuckler and they lost to a, a, a generally worse team. So I think that's a tough thing, but I, I'll give Doc a little bit of credit for that, or I'll cut him a little bit of slack. I mean, but he's not helping his cause the last few weeks. Um, next quote speaking of putting feet in mouths, Danny Green who had the gall to talk about Sixers fans and how, like, we're rude and stuff. Um, When asked about um, his teammate, we're not asking him to shoot jump shots. Just come in, be a pro, and do your job. If he apologizes, cool. (laughs) So he said nothing. And he basically said, oh, yeah, we we just don't expect him to do the one thing we need him to do. So what's your takeaway from that? I don't, I don't have a take. I'm just, I'm over the whole Ben Simmons thing. And <laughs> Sorry, we have a, a group chat that's just going off in the middle of the show. Completely distracted. But uh, I didn't even hear the quote. <laughs> the group chat is just going off. 
My yeah, for Danny Green said, uh, just come in, don't shoot jump shots, be a pro to your job. He apologizes, fine. It's kind of crazy. The apology, like, I think they all really want an apology. He's just downplaying the apology by saying, oh, yeah, cool. Yeah, they have um, to pretend that fences don't need to be mended because they don't want to make him seem like a cancer. Because if they want him to get traded, then he's got to, they, they have to find a way to bump his value up. Yeah, for sure. Um, and he's right though. He has to be a pro. Yeah. Like, you know, it's a business. Just strap up, fucking ball out. Don't be a dick and just make the best out of the situation. You know, you're going to be leaving. They know yeah. you're leaving. And when you guys are in separate teams and you guys meet up, then the real feelings come out and you play hard and let the zebras yeah. get out of the way. Yeah. Danny Green's been moved from team to team, you know, multiple times. He was a Cav. He was a warrior or not a warrior. Um, Raptor. Yeah. He was a spur. Then he got traded to the Raptors. Raptors, Laker. then he went to the Lakers, got traded to the Thunder, then he got traded here. So Danny Green knows about player movement, and that's part. He maybe he might be removed from the situation because he just doesn't care. Yeah, and he's the best to speak out on it anyway. Yeah. Uh, one more, um, Seth Curry, the good Curry brother. Um, I know his reasoning and what he wants to happen. I'll be able to see from when he steps on the floor where his head is at. I don't feel like he needs to explain anything to me. He's a grown man and can do whatever he wants. Another guy that's been traded a bunch, but never requested a trade. But um, I like that he said we'll be able to tell where his head is at when he steps on the floor. You know, is he just going through the motions or is he here to win? Yeah, you can, you can, he can say all the things, but it's, it's what you see. And, in, you know, in practice, but on the court game time when it matters, let's see how you gel and if you're doing it 100% or you're just going through the motions. So, yeah. Good on Curry. All right, switching gears. Yeah, to uh speaking of sexism and racism. Yeah, right. Um John Gruden, Chucky, this right one. before Halloween, out as Las Vegas Raiders coach after misogynistic and homophobic comments in several emails. Um what a weird turn of events. I'm not sure anybody is surprised that he's a weirdo behind closed doors, but um, and now that these things have come to light. Um what, a, what an asshole. I mean, everyone out of the woodworks is just bashing Gruden all of a sudden. Yeah. Like, uh, what was his name? Johnson, the receiver that he had back in Tampa. Oh, he's an analyst now. Oh, Keyshawn. Keyshawn Johnson. He's bashing Gruden everywhere. Yeah. Jeff Fisher came out. So one of oh, the yeah. things that, um, so like I don't, I, I actually don't know the exact wording because we don't have the quotes here. And it was kind of gross in general. Yeah, I'm sure a lot of these coaches say weird shit like this behind closed doors. And maybe he's just an idiot and put it on email because he doesn't realize that paper trail will get him canceled. Um, so he said something about Jeff Fisher drafting uh, Michael Sam, who was like the first openly gay player uh, to declare for the NFL draft. Uh, yeah. Jeff Fisher had had a reason uh, had like um, half a mind of actually he didn't have half mind he had a full mind. He he came out on Twitter and said something about like. You know, when I was with the St. Louis Rams, we never drafted guys based on X, Y, Z. We just drafted them based on football talent. So Jeff Fisher came out. I didn't realize he was still a thing. He came out and defended himself. Um, I don't know if Michael Sam has been reached for comment, but it's kind of ironic. Gruden had all that, all that stuff to say about uh, Michael Sam, and then he's got Carl Nassib on his roster, the, uh, the, first open, the only openly gay player as far as we know in the NFL right now. Yeah, it's kind of how weird the NFL works and the storylines like that. Yeah. Michael Sam, unless he learned from his mistakes or, you know, he's grown 
since then? I would like to think so, but I think sometimes I, I think so. I have two opinions on this. I don't think that one incident is the is like the complete definition of your character, because I think if you make one mistake, that doesn't define you. Um, yeah. People who are saying, "Well, if he thought that ten years ago, he still thinks it now," I don't think that's necessarily true. But at the same time, if you had that stuff to say in the past, you might still be kind of a prick anyway. But I think there's a you can be in the middle on this and not necessarily pick a side, which I know a lot of people in society don't, you know, think you're the problem when you're in the middle of something. But um, I think you can say, hey, look, that was a bad mistake. And he kind of, you know, he should be punished and he should be, you know, reprimanded for that. But it may not be exactly the same mindset that he has now. You know, he has a, you know, homosexual player on his roster right now. I don't think he's a homophobe. Um don't think he's racist or sexist he had a lot of weird stuff to say in the past but like i'm pretty sure he's married yeah i believe so. i don't think he'd be married with kids if you're a complete misogynist so i don't know i could be wrong i mean but i think it's wrong to to you know pigeonhole and like shoehorn somebody into what you want society to think they are yeah i agree i mean they like you said he could be. He could have been like that with you know, during the Michael Sam era. I don't know how. What was it? Five, six years ago. Maybe? He could have also just been pissed off about something, and you know, didn't have somebody there to kind of be his buffer. I'm not defending Gruden by any means. I know it sounds like I'm kind of defending him here, but a little bit. No, I think these are reprehensible comments, and you know, he should be looked at as, as like a jerk for saying these things. But I think it's tough to say because you said this ten years ago. Same thing with like Josh Hader, the reliever on the Brewers. When he had those racist tweets pop up, no, I don't. I don't even know if they were racist. It, like he used the N word in tweets when he was like fourteen. If if people uh, were like, oh well, if you if you were the same, if you were like that at fourteen, then nothing's changed now. Like, no, th- there's a there's a balance here. And I get mean, Gruden was a grown man at the time; it still is, but yeah, yeah. Like if people go back in time and do the Twitter feeds, like when you're young or you're unknown, they resurface. That was then. And sure, there's a possibility you could have the same feelings, but more than likely, that's a negative. Yeah. You've grown and changed, and you know that that's not right. Yeah, the biggest winner in this whole thing is uh, Urban Meyer, who no longer is the biggest scandal of the week. No, Um, actually, I think the biggest winner is also WFT, because something came out as well for them. Oh, yeah, what came out of... So they were investigating emails, I believe, uh, for that Bruce Allen sent, or Bruce Allen was on, the WFT guy, and... That's how they found this Gruden stuff. Schefter, like, basically, like, unloaded it all or something. I forget what the whole thing is. It's a big mess. I kind of don't care, but yeah. it's interesting to talk about. Uh, um, it's it's surprising though because with uh, Gruden back to Gruden, um, these Raiders' expectation was pretty high going into the season. Yeah, you know the new stadium, fans are back. Golden Knights, as you have the jersey, those fans yeah. in Vegas are pretty good. So Vegas is thrilled to have a football team. Yeah, and the stadium is beautiful. Oh, it's a spaceship. Team is pretty good. We're Waller, big fan. Of the yeah, big Derek fan. Carr, good for him. Happy for him. Um, defense, they said Nab is there. Um, uh, Max Crosby, defensive player of the year candidate. Good players Josh, everywhere. Josh Jacobs, solid running back. Yannick Ngakwe, good, good defense. You, you like a, a lot of good players there. Yeah, and they're three and zero starting the season, and then yeah. recently, especially now with the Gruden out, they're kind of struggling lately. Yeah, they lost two. to the Chargers, right? Yeah, 
And then the um, Bears, and now the, this Gruden thing. The Bears wouldn't shock me, I thought. Justin Fields came in there and basically handled his own card. Yeah, good, good for him, by the way. Yeah. And now That's they a... head to Denver, who is on the rise. It looks like Raiders might be on decline already. Six weeks in, might be done with all this coached turmoil. And I don't know who steps up. I don't know if they named the active coach. For the, uh, for the yeah, that season, was but. that was actually a point I was about to make. So, um, his name is Rich Basasha, I believe. Basasha, he was, I think, the um, special teams guy. Uh-huh. Um, it's actually interesting to me they named him the, the interim head coach instead of Gus Bradley. Gus Bradley, former head coach with the I want to say Raiders. Oh, I'm sorry, not Raiders, uh-huh. the uh, the Chargers. And he was a defensive coordinator for the Raiders. I think teams are using a little bit more of the approach of kind of like the Joe Judge approach, not the hiring a high school coach like the Giants did, but uh, where special teams coordinator has his hands all over the team versus defensive and offensive coordinators only really work with one unit. So I think that's why they named this rich guy the uh, theater room head coach because he has a little bit of a feel for both units. But I don't see him being the coach going forward. Yeah, Bradley was with the Chargers back in 2017. Now he's um, Gruden's defensive coordinator. And a right. coach. Oh, could have been a coach. So moving on, week five. Um, another good week for us. You beat me. Um, you went 13-3 in the picks. We also one and three. We also have to establish because we missed a couple episodes. Yeah. We didn't go over the picks. So we just, we just put them on the document. Yeah. And then we found out that we had the exact same picks except for one game. And which game was that, Rob? I think the that was the know. Philadelphia football team traveling to the Raleigh, North Carolina football team. <laughs> um, you had the Eagles. I had, of course, all in Panthers. <laughs> all Sam in. Darnold saw some Sam Darnold. Good lord, yeah, he saw some ghosts. All right, <laughs> Darius Slayback from the dead. Now he can go tweet about his stats. And um, I think you bashed him last episode. That's because he was shit. He, <laughs> he was he's he, like, I'm yeah. People listen to the app. He hasn't been good. He has not been that good. Um, (laughs) I think Darius Slay is a perfect small market uh, star because he can go play for a team no one cares about, like the Lions, put up decent numbers, and nobody realizes he's flawed. Comes to a big market and sucks. So, whatever. Uh, Good for him, though. A couple interceptions last week. Steven Nelson, another veteran, some interceptions. Defense stunk it up last night, but we'll get to that in a minute. Um, So, you went 13 and three. One and three in TTP, so you went 14 and six overall. I went 12 and four, and then I went a whopping 0 and three in the TTP, so I was 12 and seven overall. So you beat me by a pretty good margin last week. You're currently sitting at 71.25% in uh, weekly picks, 50% on the TTP, 68.48% overall. I'm at 73.75% picks, 60% TTP, and 71.58% overall. Um, I'm just going to assume we both had the bucks yesterday because we both bet them. Uh, so we're going to go ahead and throw that on the dock. I don't have the the like the like statistics in front of me, but I'm sure we're both 1-0 this week. My silence is going to be deafening on this one. Oh, you had the Eagles winning? <laughs> yeah. Oh, wow. I was on the juice. I was like... So I had the Bucks winning. I, I didn't have them covering, though. My logic was, all right, the Eagles have turned it around last week, beat a good team, your Carolina Panthers. Uh, Tom Brady struggled in New England. It was closer than I thought it would ever be. I'm like, all right, this is the moment where we get our first win at home. Wrong. Wrong, 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 wrong. 
Yeah, well, I'm on one. Oh. It, I don't know. Yesterday was a tough game. You know what's funny is we do the weekly picks, and we have, I I think we're probably like three and three overall picking the winners for Eagles games. I'm currently I think six and zero oh from our. If you go back and listen to our first podcast, oh my god, where we went through the entire schedule, <laughs> I, I think I got it completely right so far. Because I had them beating Atlanta. They lost to the uh, the Niners. We both had them losing to the Cowboys. Obviously, they lost to the Chiefs. Then you and I both thought they would bounce back, beat Carolina after getting smacked two games in a row. And then, of course, Tampa coming to town. So I think I'm 6-0 and from the preseason predictions, but I'm like 3-3, three and three, and I think we're both 3-3 three and three to this point in the season. You might be 4-2, and two, actually. Or I might be... I think you're only actually you might be you might be five and one. You only missed on the the Niners game. We both had them winning. I don't know. I have to. I, I, we would have to go back. We'll get yeah. you on the next episode. We'll get you on the next. Luckily, episode. I'm off today, so I can maybe go back and listen. Yeah. Right. Oh man. Let's do a quick review of last night's game. I mean, uh, you can do. I was at work. I was being yeah, slapped I, around. I was also on my last leg last night because I was kind of falling out. Because I didn't sleep very well the previous night because my car got towed at 1 in the morning. Plus, I got the shot on Wednesday, so I was kind of dying. What a bad day. And I had a, yeah. <laughs> and I had work 9 to 5, so. And and this channel right here, ladies and gentlemen, off. This guy want, still wanted to record. I was like, dude, I can understand this car issue. You're not going to be able to. I, yeah, listen, I if I would have gotten it resolved in time, we would have. Because we had a really good episode lined up. We were going to have a, a hockey guest. segment. Yeah, we had a guest. We had a good segment coming. I thought we had a bunch of good talking points. Well, we could still do that in the future. Yeah, yeah. Um, we'll just have to appropriate it for the time. Um, yeah, I, my car got towed at one in the morning, so yeah, you said and I had to be up at yeah, I had to be up at seven. Um, shout out to my buddy Jeff who drove me to work yesterday. By the way, very nice of him. Shout out to Jeff. And then shout out to my sister who drove me to the mechanic. Very nice of her as well. Um, it's not about what you know; it's about who who you know. And my mechanic, Glenn's Auto, Bustleton Pike. Doesn't sponsor us, but he's the greatest mechanic in the world. Shout so out if anybody in, in the Philly or Ben Salem area or my area, Parkwood, if any of you guys need a mechanic, go to him because he did that on the, at the drop of a hat. Obviously, it wasn't cheap, but he's a nice guy and he, he does great work. Um, so Eagles, friend of the show, dropped the game twenty-eight to twenty-two in one of the ugliest backdoor beats of all time. <laughs> um, so the Bucks were up twenty-one points at one point. I believe it was twenty-eight to seven, and the Bucks just stopped scoring. Jalen Hurts looked absolutely awful. Really? I'm not going to pull any punches. I, You and I have both on the record saying we hope he succeeds. We both love him. Yeah. He was horrible last night throwing the ball up until the fourth quarter. He, at one point, the two best offensive plays for the Eagles were drawn, offense, or drawn defensive pass interference on underthrown deep balls um, to Jalen Rager. Rager at one point had racked up 95 yards on two passes of drawn pass interference because Hurts underthrew him. Yeah, and that's how they got in the red zone the first time for the Earth's touchdown, and that's how they got in the red zone the second time. I want to say, um, in the first half, I'm pretty sure the Eagles had one play in the opponent's territory, Jeez. and that was the touchdown to Earth's because it was the first play after the penalty. So Hertz missed a lot of open receivers. He made a lot of bad reads. He's a he was a one read quarterback for the most part last night. He he obviously he ran the ball well. No one's ever going to take that away from him. Yeah. He ran the ball well. Sirianni did not. Because they called like three rushes for uh, Miles Sanders. Say what you want about Miles Sanders, but he made things happen when he got the ball last night. So especially in that fourth quarter. Yeah. Um, 
and you know he's good he's, he's probably the best playmaker on offense um for all the negatives about him you know, the fumble issues the drops um they went away from gainwell yesterday in spite of the fact that they kind of put him more in primary focus on offense last week so Maybe they were just doing that to keep Sanders fresh for the Bucs, but I don't know if you play the long game like that. I don't think um, so. <laughs> defense looked pretty rough. They stepped up in the second half, but Brady made a really nice throw on the run of Antonio Brown in the fourth quarter to basically put that game on ice, and then he snuck it for uh, three yards on a sneak to really put the game on ice. And then they took a couple knees, helped me to hit the under, because um, they were at 50 points. If they would have kicked a field goal there, I would have been really, really mad. <laughs> um, so the Bucks win 28-22. The Eagles went for two when they scored their third touchdown um, for the greatest bad beat of all time because now, they were minus, they were plus seven. Now, I heard that part. I was on my way home, and I heard that on the radio. They went for two. Obviously, they've, they made it. Great. Yeah. But looking back at it, did you like that call? You're down. Um, at this point, you're down eight because you just scored six points. Kick the field goal, you're down seven. If you miss it, you put yourself now in a must two-point conversion. I don't think you want to go to overtime with the Bucs because the more chances you get to give Tom Brady a chance to win the game, mm -hmm. the more likely it is he's going to put the dagger in your heart. I don't hate it. it listen, if the Eagles were four and two and they were playing another four and two team or four and one team or whatever, and that was like a big game, and they both had a chance to like both had a reasonable chance to win. Then no, I would kick the kick the extra point there and trust my defense, and then go score another touchdown. Uh -huh. um, when you're a crap team like the Eagles are, and you really kind of are playing with house money against the best team probably in the NFC, I, I don't mind that at all. And it, and in fairness, had they not gotten it, you're still only one possession down, and you just have to convert it the next time. Eagles going into last night were also three for three on the season, converting two point conversions, and then they are now four for four with that. So they have a couple money plays, I suppose, that they like. Um, and if you see something on the defense, which Sirianni doesn't seem smart enough to do that, but if you see something with the defense that you can exploit, Hurts, I thought his two best throws last night were the, the two-point conversion. And his best throw of the night was right after he scored the touchdown, he threw the ball against the wall. That was probably the most accurate throw really? that he made all game. Oh, my goodness. Instead of spiking it, he threw it against the back wall, and he almost hit the security guard. So... That was probably his most accurate throw of the night. But uh, I thought his best throw of the night was the two-point conversion. He fit that into a very tight window. And Quez had another good game. Quez made a nice catch on it. He made a great grab in the first quarter last night as well. We a tipped Quez. ball. I, I forget who it was that tipped it, but he made a nice catch on a third down. Mm. Quez is a very good receiver. He should be getting all of Rager's snaps at this point. He might be the number two. If he's not already the number two, he should be. Yeah, I think he pretty much is. Um, good for him. He missed a lot of last season. Yeah. Uh, injury issues. John Hightower saw the field for a lot of last year and seems like Quez beat him out. And speaking of receivers, during our little small hiatus of uh, I know I know where this is going. Travis Fulgham, my boy. Our boy. Gone from the Eagles. Fulgatron. And then JJ Arcega Whiteside is still on the team and he made an appearance in last night's game. Yeah, I saw him. Man end up with? They had one play last night where he was on the field that I can remember. He was lined up in the left slot. It's the top of the screen. They were going to the right, yeah. came in motion to the right side, and then they just ran a trap play, and he blocked. So he was on the hey. field for the one 
design run, I guess. It was no. the Hertz Keeper that he ran. It was like a read option, but it looked like a trap because uh, J-Jaw came across the formation. So he got as many catches as we did and Fulgham did yesterday. Yes. Gotcha. Right. Fulgham, by the way, who another jersey in my closet that <laughs> I guess can never be worn. Well, his number. What is his number? 13. Episode 13. We'll do a... There you go. We'll do, the, we'll do a Travis Fulgham. I'll, I'll read a poem for him. <laughs> All right. So on our, right. our rundown right here, um, yeah. who do you think wins the Eagles and Bucks game? Because that's, uh, that's bullet point D on this one. <laughs> um, well, Rob, we'll I, think, I, I, think, I think the Eagles got this. You know, they're home. They haven't won a home game yet. The momentum off beating your Carolina Panthers. I think... I think Jalen Hurts will turn the side and Sirian will run the ball down their throats. That's what I think. So what, one of the points that I would have made, um, and I'm not just saying this because it, it makes me sound smart, is if you keep the Bucks under 30, I think that's a win for the Eagles. Obviously, that kind of happened because they barely – they were at 28, so they basically were at 30. But one of the best offenses in the league, if you were able to at least stop them to an extent, you could exploit their secondary. And they had chances to, but Hurts, you know – is Jalen Hurts. If he's that bad right now, I don't know if it has to be in practice or play to his strengths more. Or he's not I don't know. It's just bad. You can't be a one read quarterback, especially in the NFL now. Yeah. Yeah, it's rough. That, I, yeah, I'm not I'm not a fan of that. All right, we're gonna uh switch gears now to Major League Baseball, the playoffs. Wait, are we doing weekly picks? Oh, we're doing weekly picks. That's right, we're doing weekly picks. Also, one one quick thing. Jay Glazer yesterday reported the Eagles would trade Zach Ertz or Dallas Goddard this week um, because both guys are expiring contracts. I'm sure Ertz obviously would has a larger salary and would probably get them a lesser pick. Goddard, maybe you're selling high. Um, damn. Damn, damn. But, yeah, weekly picks. We're going to yeah, knock we'll, out some TT yeah. people. Throw the dog to locks and the, um, the lay the points thing on the Instagram because I don't have anything for that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. Um, we'll do we breeze it through this real quick. Yeah. Um, all right. So obviously Tampa and Eagles. You had Tampa, I had the Eagles, own one, one and zero. Props to you for being honest about that too. Yeah, I could have just easily shit the bed. All right. First game, nine thirty AM. Oh Jesus Christ. <laughs> I mean, we didn't even what happened? Oh, uh, these are some awful games. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off, but that's a terrible game. <laughs> <laughs> Miami. Versus Jacksonville in London. The London Jaguars. The London Jack, basically. Because they, right. they just play all their games over there. Their second home. Yeah. Um, I have Miami. Um, You know what? Just a hunch. We're going Jags. You love Urban Myers, low-key. I think this is I – mean, so two was coming back after a little hiatus. Jags are basically playing at home because they play in London every year. Yeah. I'm going to go Jags. But Urban Meyer's not been to London or Trevor Lawrence. Yeah, that line's only three. That's a Jags line. Mm. All right. Uh, the L.A. Clippers versus the Baltimore Orioles. Who you <laughs> I don't know. If Chris Paul's back from injury. Um, <laughs> That's the 1 o'clock game. Uh, where the hell are we? Oh, okay. Chargers. Chargers Ravens. Chargers Ravens, yes. Um, I have the Chargers. I want to pick the Chargers. Baltimore at home. Baltimore at home is nasty. Really good. I like them um, at home at night. Two and, and like a half. Flight. Baltimore's favored. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Maybe Uh-oh. they know something we don't. Uh, 
Let's see. You know what? Yeah, I'm going to go Chargers. The Chargers. I'm not going to overthink it. I kind of want to pick the Ravens, but I don't know. All right. Minnesota at your Carolina Panthers. I got the Panthers. Oof. Vikings are favored. Well, Sam Darnold's been seeing ghosts lately, so. That's true. You like that? You like that? <laughs> I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Carolina as well. I'm that's two home dogs. Um, Green Bay at Chicago. I have Green Bay. I got Green Bay. That could be a sleeper. I think that'll be a good game. They always play each other well. Yeah. I like the over in that game. Khalil Maxson is just sal- salivate over. Uh, 44 is the over under. Packers are missing Jair Alexander. Bears defense. This one's decent, but not great. I think this uh, one's a sleeper. Cincinnati at Detroit. And quick shout out to the coach for Detroit when asked about you know the performance of late oh, in the dude, first five. I would run through a wall for that guy. My heart broke a little bit. I'm like, damn. No, th- those guys want to play for him. We've been saying that for a while now. He's the kind of guy that motivates you. I've. Hmm. This is a trap game because of that press conference. I'm thinking they're going to play even harder and they're going to, and it's at home. Imagine. Yeah. I don't think, I can't see them starting the season 0 and 7, but they're definitely going to beat the Eagles on Halloween. Um, who does Cincy play next week? Because this could be a trap game for Cincy. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Oh, I'm going to, I'm going to go Detroit. Cincy has the, the Ravens next week. I'm going to go trap game this week. I have Detroit as well. Okay. Yeah, I think awesome. that's a trap. And uh, they almost won last week, right? They lost to the Bears, was it? No. They, oh. Uh, oh, no. The, oh, no, who, who did the Lions lose to? No, they lost to Tucker a couple weeks ago, and then they lost last week again, didn't they? Oh, yeah, um, for sure they lost. Another, another field goal. Minnesota beat them. Minnesota? Yeah, Minnesota beat them last week. Ah. Detroit. So Detroit's lost a couple heartbreakers. They've been in all of their games. So Yeah. Cincinnati lost, also lost a heartbreaker as well at home to Green Bay. The yeah. field goal debacles oh, throughout that game. My I goodness. bet Green Bay and I was sweating. <laughs> McPherson almost had it. Yeah. Um another trap game, I would think. Houston, pair pair of one and four one and four teams. Houston at Indy. I'm gonna go Indy. They looked very good Monday until the the meltdown. But Carson Wentz played his best game, I think, with them, et cetera. Personal best for passing yards. Has he turned the ball over every game so far, at least once? Uh, I don't know if he lost the fumble last game, but he fumbled last game. He's got 47 fumbles in 61 games. He's on track, all right. Yeah. Um, all right, we'll go to the Meadowlands. Who's your pick for that one? You got the Colts as well? Oh, yeah, my bad. Yeah, the Colts okay. as well. Cool. I, ha- I have it on the dock. I'm doing a chart, so. Oh, cool. I'm writing them. All right, cool. Uh, the Rams head to New Jersey to face the New York Giants. I don't know if they're jet-lagged that much. I don't know where they're at, but who you got? Uh, Rams. For sure. Giants think, are terrible. And no Saquon Barkley. Speedy uh, recovery today. Which could be a good thing for them because he fucking sucks. Um, Daniel <laughs> Jones could be playing this week, but he's coming off of a, a pretty scary injury. Hopefully he's okay because um, he got bumped in the head last week. Um, but he is supposedly going to play Sunday. Yeah, hope you know. Hope you know. No one's too hurt. Yeah, you don't want to wish for anybody to get hurt. Yeah. Hopefully yeah. he's fine. Hopefully he's good to go, and hopefully it's a safe declaration that he's good to go. Not that they're just putting him out there. Yeah. Right. Because that would be very irresponsible. And 
everything like that. So I can see that game getting out of hand early that they can just sit him, especially if the defense is getting after him, just sit him at yeah. that point and save face. Um, to round up our 1 o'clock games, Kansas City Chiefs at WFT. Who you got? I think this is going to be a sneaky good game. That defense. Yeah, that defense is a little overrated. And we kind of overhyped them, which is evident by the over-under in this game, 54 and a half. Yeah. But I think Taylor Heineke has been really good this year. And the Chiefs don't exactly have a great defense either. Um, what is your thought on this game? I went back and forth on it. Like, if you told me in the beginning of the season, no shot. Oh, yeah. Casey. Yeah. Lately, Casey has just been a, f- a shell of themselves. They show spurts and moments, but at that Eagles game, it was close until at the end they just blew them right out the door. Yeah, and then they got their butts whooped last week by the Bills. I thought last week, so it, I'm going to be completely honest, I was completely wrong about the Chiefs and Bills game last week. Everybody and their grandmother was on the Bills. I thought this is what Kansas City is going to get up for. They seem to be kind of, you know, lightly jogging through the NFL season, trying to get to the finish line. Yeah, just get to the playoffs, basically what the Lakers are doing every year. Like LeBron does, basically. Yeah, just get to the playoffs. I thought this is a game they're going to get up for. They're going to, you know, silence everybody who's saying what's happening in KC. They looked pretty bad last week. At home. Yeah, at home. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and and prime time. Um, I'm going to go Chiefs, though. I just don't think the football team's going to beat them. This is going to be closer than most. It's probably going to be low scoring. If that defense can get to Mahomes, but yeah, we're running a little bit, so I have KC. But I wouldn't be surprised. If no, I think it'll be a good game. We got a couple good ones in the late window. Actually, we got four good, three good games. Oh yeah, we have Arizona at Cleveland. That's going to be oh what a, a game. shootout. Cleveland's yeah. always been in these shootouts. Uh, Jarvis Landry, I believe, literally minutes ago. Bless them. Uh, Browns, yeah. Browns have designated wide receiver Jarvis Landry to return from injured reserve, so he might be good to go Sunday. That's a big weapon for Baker. Baker, by the way, who's 25th right now in total QBR, and I believe he's like dead last in the NFL in, in fourth quarter QBR. So is this a bounce-back game for him? He's playing his former college roommate, Kyler Murray. Um, back-to-back number one overall picks, both from Oklahoma. Wish Jalen Hurts were as good as those two. Shout out Spencer Rattler. He sucks. Oklahoma the last couple of years has not been great at uh, developing quarterbacks. Um, Baker, Kyler, who do you like? Cleveland. If it was between those two, I like Kyler. But the game, Cleveland. I'm tempted as well. I don't know who Cardinals play. Now. I usually do a little bit more research coming into these games. Then I still get them wrong. It was an impromptu like last-minute decision. To do I'm going to go Cardinals. Because they play Houston next week, so this is like the opposite of a trap. They know they can ball out this week, and then the coach can play quarterback next week, and they would probably beat the Texans. All right, next up, we have a pair of three and two AFC West teams, the Las Vegas Raiders and the Denver Broncos. We've already touched on this for me. Yeah. I I, so... I go one of two ways on this. I think either one, they're going to show up and kind of be out of it, you know, kind of in chaos because of what's going on. Yeah. Two, I think this could actually unite them. Hey, look, we had this, you know, this big stupid thing just happened this past week, you know, for better or for worse, he's gone. Let's let's stay together as a team. This is going to be a game where you find out what kind of a leader Derek Carr is. I'm going to go with the Raiders. 
you sold me. But do I change it? it you have all, you have every right to change it. The game hasn't started yet. I I am so we were both kind of on we were both kind of on the Broncos leading into the season. They're very good defensively. Defense. However, at home, who have they played? I mean, they just lost to the Steelers, and Ben Roethlisberger can't throw the ball farther than you or I can. <laughs> ben Roethlisberger. Yeah, Ben Rape has been terrible. I'm going to go Vegas. I mean, you're more than welcome to change. I'll change it. I'll okay. go Vegas. I I do like yeah. Vegas, but yeah, I feel like the turmoil in Denver at home momentum division. Yeah, this yeah, this could very well blow up in their face. This they could get their butts kicked by Denver because they don't really have a a plan. I think they're they're good enough and they're talented enough to make up for you know, everything that's going on in the last week or so. All right. Um, the next one could be a sleeper because oh, Dallas, another could good be, one. Dallas could be up and down and New England can show some life, but it'll be Dallas traveling to New England to face Mac Jones and the Patriots. Yeah, this is a treat. Um, this is one of those. So this is one of those extra games. So the 17 game schedule. NFC East does not play the AFC East usually. Yeah. However, they're gonna they're playing each NFC East team is playing one AFC East team this year is like the 17th game added to the schedule. Cowboys Pats, that's a fun game. It's a matchup you don't see very often. Obviously, you see it every four years. Um, I like what I saw from Mac Jones in that Sunday game against Tampa. I don't know if you feel the same way. I thought he played a really good game when yeah, everything, did. everybody, all the guys were on Brady, all the guys were on Belichick. They didn't ask him to do too much. He wasn't. Uh, Dak Prescott's just been. Amazing this year. We love Dak Prescott. I'm going to go Dallas. Same. Dallas big because they're, I think, the number one offensive scoring team. They, if, not, if they're not, they're up there. Tampa's definitely first. So the Rams just are to, up there. Not to get off track, but the one yeah. thing that kind of surprised me yesterday. What's up? So, obviously, we know the Eagles are very on this one. Eagles the number one penalized team in the NFL. Yeah. Did you know that Tampa's the third most penalized team in the NFL? What the fuck? No. Yeah. Yeah, they mentioned that yesterday on the broadcast. I had to look it up. Looks like uh Benny's not thrilled. He's like, What? The third? Yeah, Tampa's third in the NFL. But they don't get yards. that they don't get that that uh what is it, stigma or that attention for that. Yeah, and they have when a pretty most, veteran yeah, a, vet a veteran kid. team and a veteran coaching staff too. Usually the, the undisciplined teams are the teams with like first year head coaches, first year coordinators. Eagle, uh, Eagles also have Derek Barnett, who they're still paying money to, just commits a personal foul every day, like like it's his tick, and he's got Tourette's. Um, but like uh, Tampa, they have Bruce Arians, um, Byron Leftwich, Todd Bowles. Like this is a team that's got a lot of veteran players and coordinators. That was just a weird thing that popped into my mind. It goes to show you that winning cures everything. Like, yeah. If they weren't winning, that would be a heavily mentioned thing it, it would probably be costing them games that too um real quick i just got a text message from uh, a friend of the show and she's been inspired with our ttps that she went off on her own and has won some money over the weekend there we go with the soccer she says mexico beating salvador she won that but then football she doesn't know nothing about football she had the vikings and steelers i believe Okay, Steelers beat was the Broncos last week. Yeah, Vikings beat the Lions. Lions. So she you know what's crazy? She lost. She had the Raiders beating the Bears and that blow. So she would have won. One. She would have won three for three. So uh, shout out to uh, Sandra. 
Oh, there you go. Friend of the show and getting the best. She won 30 bucks. Good, good for her. Congratulations. <laughs> um, by the way, during that game last week, at one point, Detroit was like plus like 16,000 or something like that. Like they were plus something crazy. And then they took the lead at the end and they almost won. Dude, if you put, uh, if you put money on plus 1600 and you were up, yeah. I would be dancing. Yeah. yeah Minnesota was minus 50,000 at one point. All right. All right. Um, Sunday night football. Al Michaels. And oh God. I don't want to watch that this. guy. Chris Collinsworth. That's unbelievable. Seattle at Pittsburgh. Yeah, this will be the game that Al Michaels takes a week off. Remember last year he took a couple weeks off and Tariko did play by play? Uh-huh. I'm gonna look at awful announcing real quick and see if this is the week that he he wants off. <laughs> we got the Seahawks and the Steelers on Sunday night football, two teams that are just playing without quarterbacks. Actually, you might be oh no, no, no. No, he's Geno Smith against Ben Rape. Oh my god. I think he'll be there. Ugh. Uh, Pittsburgh, prime time at home. Seattle has been up and down. I'm going to stick my foot in the ground and go with Big Ben and the Pittsburgh Steelers. I had Seattle and I just switched it. Uh, who's home? Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh. I'm going to go with the Steelers. Oh, I was right. Mike Tirico is doing the game. Holy shit. <laughs> <laughs> Mike Tirico, Chris Collinsworth, Michelle Tafoy. All right, yeah, good call by Al Michaels to take this week off. I'm going to go Pittsburgh. Look, guys, it's uh, Seattle and Pittsburgh. I'm not I want, Notre Dame might have a week off, too, because Tirico does their games on Saturdays, so that might give him the opportunity to do the Sunday game. Thank God we're not doing video. My background is a complete hot. I've also been researching on my phone half the episode. <laughs> um all right so we both have pits yes all right yeah i have two of them i have one under each arm and i think we'll have the same for monday night football as the buffalo bills head over to tennessee i actually i don't hate the titans in this game i am not a fan of uh but i don't have go. i don't have the testicular fortitude to take that <laughs> uh but Pittsburgh did beat Buffalo at Buffalo week one. So, yeah, what a weird. I think this will be cl- what's the line on this? Probably like six, right? A million, probably. Let me see. Um, I think Tennessee covers whatever it is. Uh, it's five and a half. I don't <laughs> like that. Uh, I'm going to go Bills. I, I, again, this is coming off an emotional win. Tennessee, they play good teams well. 53 is the over under. Uh, do I take Tennessee? Uh, Julio Jones expected to play. Um, to me, this is a no-brainer. I don't think it is. Mm. Tennessee's been kind of spiraling. This is a game that could get them back on track. Um, I mean, Derrick Henry just absolutely destroyed last last week. Buffalo is um, heading into the bye after this, oh, yeah. and Tennessee is. Heading in, oh good lord! Tennessee's next four, next five games: Buffalo, Kansas City, Indianapolis, the Rams, and New Orleans. Uh, so Tennessee's got a very difficult little five-game stretch coming up. They can be either two and two or three and two. I mean, three and one. I mean, one they can certainly Buffalo. They can beat the Kansas City Chiefs if 
they're still. I really think Tennessee. Good. Yeah, you know what? I think Tennessee's more likely to beat the Chiefs next week. I'm gonna go Buffalo, but kind of begrudgingly. I don't know. I kind of like Titans in this game. I'm gonna go Buffalo. When in doubt, I'm not going to let myself lose that game. I'm just going to go with what you have <laughs> so that we can at least break even on that. So let me recap. We only have one difference, Arizona-Cleveland, and uh, I have the Miami Jags and well. Jacks, Jacksonville, and then obviously t- Tampa Bay and Philly. That's the only – so we had three differences this week. Yeah, well, two from now on because uh, yeah. yesterday's game. So let's see. Let's see if uh, my – I can turn it around after a bad start for week six. All right. Well, that was their NFL segment. <laughs> now we're going to head over to the diamond, the playoffs, Rob. ALDS, we're going to quickly do this. ALDS, number four, Boston Red Sox defeats the number one Tampa Bay Rays in the 3 1 series out of five. Houston, uh, the number two, Houston, they defeated the number three, Chicago White Sox. I didn't know Chicago White Sox were that good. I didn't know they were in it. Very good Three-one. team. One. Um, Side note, Houston advances to their fifth straight a- ALCS. Yeah. Their powerhouse. I didn't know that. Ever since moving to the American League, they have been uh, a powerhouse. They've been great. Yeah. I mean, it, obviously the whole cheating thing. Which still comes up. I think one of the White Sox relievers did mention. Yeah. Look different. At and actually, um, uh, what's his name? Carlos Correa mentioned that the white the Astros had the highest OPS as their highest slugging percentage or highest OPS or something like that on the road this year of any team in the majors. So, uh, and they were cheating at home. Yeah. Can I real quick? I'm going to give a stat real quick. Yeah, go ahead. Um, most home runs by middle infielders in postseason history. So in playoffs, Derek Jeter currently with the most, um, oh, twenty in 158 games. Now I want you to keep that in mind. 20 in 158 games. Jose Altuve has 19 in 67 games. Carlos Correa, 17 in 67 games. So that those guys have a lot of experience in the playoffs. That's going to be a good series when they take on Boston. And that will be in game one this Friday. Tomorrow, today. That's today, yeah. Oh, shit. Um, that's why Joe Buck probably sounded like he had no interest in being at the game last night because he had to catch a flight and go to Houston for game one tonight. He does the. He does the. the I would ima- I think Fox has the ALCS. Mm. Well, that's the ALDS review and the ALCS preview. Now the NLDS. The number three Atlanta Braves defeated the number two Milwaukee Brewers. I was a little shocked about that, but I'm not really surprised because Atlanta is pretty good and they've been on momentum. They won the series three one off of a Freddie Freeman walk off home run last Tuesday. Well, this past Tuesday, no, last Tuesday, whatever. And they were awaiting the winner of game five, Dodgers and Giants. And Rob, take it away. The Dodgers upsetting the San Francisco Giants. 2-1, I believe the final score was. Yeah, we so po- the- We had a poll up, and I think the majority picked. It was 67% uh, Giants and 33% Dodgers. Um, another great game last night between those two teams. It's a shame it ended the way it did. I don't know if you saw the way it ended. No, I was absolutely was... just pathetic. Um, so Dodgers got on the board first in the sixth inning. It was a, I think it was a little opposite field single by Corey Seager. Okay. Giants answered in the bottom half of the sixth. Aaron Ruff solo home run to center field, former Philly. Um, shout out to Aaron Ruff. And then in the ninth inning, Cody Bellinger with a little knock over second base. 
Cody Bellinger, the only Dodger position player of their starting eight. Uh, as far like <clears throat> if you go on baseball reference and you look at the starting eight guys that they used primarily all season, yeah. he was the only guy in the lineup with an OPS plus under 100. I mean, he was the only below average hitter on that team. He was 48. Yeah. And he comes up huge last night. Now the the last so Max Scherzer came in to pitch the ninth. He was probably going to strike out the batter anyway. I, I think it was Wilmer Flores. He checked the guy checked his swing and the umpire called him out and it was a uh, it was obviously wrong. Pretty pathetic way to end and it was 0-2 so he's probably going to punch him out anyway. But still, what an awful awful way to end that game. Anticlimactic. Cuz now that you see it. Awful. I'm going to send it to you right now so you can see it. Now, but easily the worst call I've ever seen. Now, would base, what are you sending on Twitter or Instagram? I'm going to text it to you. All right. And as you do that, you can follow us on Instagram at PA underscore turn pod. Or if you want to contribute to the mailbag, PA turn pod at gmail.com. So real quick, who do you think will win the Boston and Houston series? And who do you, and how many games do you think it goes? So it's it, it's uh, it's on Fox tonight. I don't know if it's Joe Davis and John Smoltz or if it's um, Joe Buck and John Smoltz. I'll find out for you. Um, real quick, in baseball, do they? Let me see this pitch. That looked checked off the bat. Yeah, it was a check. That checked. Let me see this one more time. Yeah, that's definitely checked. Now, in baseball, do they have challenges? They like do, you, or like you, you know, that's not something you can challenge though. You can yeah. challenge an out on the base paths, um, whether it's at first base. Um, or on one of the, at one of the other bases, I I don't know if you can challenge a catch. You can challenge a couple things. Um, I think you can challenge fair or foul. Um, I forget that there's a couple things you can challenge, but you can't really one you can't challenge after like the seventh inning. Um, you have to request an umpire review, and they don't have to do it. But you can't challenge a check swing. So I can request, but the umpire can be like, "Not be you're good." Yeah, they almost the they almost always do it, but at the same time. It's usually safer out is the only thing you really challenge. They got to change that because umpire Gay Morales destroyed this. Eliminated the Giants. Yeah, granted, it was 0-2 and it was Max Scherzer. So, sure. I mean, the, like, the, yeah, the percentages tell you that he probably would have been out, but still. Still, that look checked. He, that wasn't even a swing. That's craziness. Um, to answer your question, the winner out of Boston and Houston, I have the Red Sox momentum. They've been playing playoff baseball for a month now to get in. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Um, and of course, you're facing a team who's fifth straight ALCS. You already mentioned the stats for Altuve, Correa. They know how to hit in the postseason. But I just feel like Boston momentum and it's Boston. Come on now. And then uh, Dodgers and Braves, who do you like out of that one? Star power, lineup-wise, I would say Dodgers. But the Braves are the Braves. Like, Braves have a, a really – they, they have hard. guts. They have guts. So yeah, this, they is, hard. this is something we've seen a little bit since they've gone to this, this format with the single-game wild card. Sometimes the wild card teams just – because they are usually one of the hotter teams, or two, I guess two of the hotter teams at the end of the, heading into the playoffs. Yeah. They they tend to go pretty far, and if Boston and the Dodgers go to the World Series, I don't know if it'll be the second or third time that it happens. I know that Kansas City and San Francisco in 2014 both were wild card teams. KC beat 
uh, the A's and San Francisco beat the Pirates that year. They went to the World Series. If they both go to the World Series, that's a testament to, you know, these wildcard teams and how hot they have to get down the stretch. So I'm going to go with the same ones. I'm going to go Dodgers, and I'm going to go Red Sox. I'm going to go Red Sox in six, Dodgers in five. I have Red Sox in six. I have Braves in seven. Okay. All right. That's going to be good. It's going to be a good series. I think they'll both be good series. Regardless of how many games they go, each game is going to be entertaining. So the Braves are hot already, and Dodgers, wild cards, as you mentioned, they're already hot. And a big win against a uh, division foe, the Giants. Yep. But uh, that is our pretty much sports roundup, Rob. Nailed it. All right. Now. We're going to jump in to what's next. Our uh... Do we have a wins and losses? Because they're from like a few days ago. got a ago. couple. I was going to ask you who you like tonight. Um, and and if you enjoyed watching the Red Wings last night, um, your nope. thoughts on your thoughts on Tyler Bertuzzi's four-goal game last night. It was probably one of the best scenes I've ever seen in my life. It was the best game ever. Um, like, no one could who, Yeah. Crosby and then you never. And then going forward, if you would rather have Peter Mrazek or Alex Nedeljkovic. But uh, Alex I guess we Nedeljkovic, could say, we, because that's a sick name. We can save that for another episode. For sure. Um, do you think it's nothing that Ryan Ellis hasn't practiced in five days? And... uh Rasmus Ristolainen. Um, no, I'm kidding. He's a king. He can do whatever he wants. There you go. <laughs> uh, do you think He's Carter Hart bounces back? Yeah. No, I don't all think right. so. I think he will. Um, <laughs> all right. Uh, we doing our top five? Either that or wins and losses, which you want first? Um, let's do the top five first. All right, but Because my top five is kind of underwhelming. All right, all right so we decided on... Um, Top five ancient civilizations this week. Yeah. Um, all right, we'll top, top five hot sauces this week. Yeah. Let's go. Um, you want to start or you want me to do the five? I'll start because your list is probably better than mine. Yeah. So my number five um, is probably the only sauce on here that's unique enough that you may not have heard of it. Um, and this is a shout out to work as well because we sell this. Um, yeah. It's called Sauce Bay. Sauce Bay? Yeah. Okay. So if you like propaganda... Hit up the Instagram. It's just boobs and butts and then like tiny hot sauce bottles all over the place. Um, <laughs> sauce Bay is a little bit thicker. It's got turmeric in it. It's got pineapple, habanero. They have, the hotter version is a thousand times better than the regular version. In fact, the, uh, the regular version is actually close to expiring. But the hotter version is, um, is very good. It's more of like a taco sauce, but it, it's, it is a hot sauce. It's just thicker. That's my number five. Look it up though. Turmeric, pineapple, two main ingredients. Very low sodium. I got Louisiana Crystal. That's my number five. New Orleans. <laughs> That's all I have. That's my number four. Ah, look at that. That's what I grew up eating. That's all. That's the the white label with the thin. Yeah. I guess all hot blue. sauces are thin toward the top, but I grew up eating that. The but little it's green classic. lid. It's yeah. a white with a blue strip. Yeah, everybody's had it. Yeah, it's pretty good. I just recently started putting it on my uh, my food. It's crazy. That I've gone like thirty plus years and. I've never had it until now. Oh, really? Yeah. I actually haven't had it in probably 10 years, but it's what we used to have in my house growing up. Um, I'm pretty much like devoted to my number one at this point. It's like the only hot sauce we have here. My number four. It better not be Frank's Red Hot. I might just end the show right there. Oh, my God. It's not. It's not. Uh, Number four is Valentina. It's a yellow sauce bottle. It's pretty good. Okay. It's fucking good. Never had that. 
Um, number what is number? Crystal. Yeah, my number four is Crystal. So your number no, three would be number three is gonna be Frank's. Um, dude, that's not even close to my honorable mentions either. Now I prefer. Jesus. To be totally honest with you, I prefer the Weiss brand, which is the supermarket near me. <laughs> uh, like the in-house brand of their hot sauce, like a dollar forty-nine. It tastes just like Frank's, but it's better. Yeah. Um, I prefer the Weiss brand of this, but nobody knows what that is. So Frank's, I don't really prefer it in, to be honest with you, but I use it whenever I make, um, whenever I make wings and stuff like that. Oh shit. I just realized the, I, I do use a different sauce. I'm going to Google it. I'm going <laughs> to, I'm going to retroactively change that. You go ahead. All right. My number three is, I don't know if you ever heard the brand Cholula. Yes. Cholula. I sure have. I am a big fan of the chili lime though. Big fan of the chili lime. But as I realized the other day, look what I have right by my desk. The original oh, I love Cholula. I love Cholula. Cholula original. Small little bottle. Right next to uh my Game of Thrones pump fuck. Punk fuck? Or whatever <laughs> Pop Funk. Whatever it is. I remember what you're saying wrong, but it's a uh, Tyrion Lannister for the videos. But we don't do video. Um yeah. Cholula right. hot sauce, chili lime is my number three. My number three. I'm actually going to replace my number three real quick oh. with wing time. Wing time. Let me just wing time. Up. If you Google it, this is what I use when I make wings here or boneless wings. <gasps> I'll put this in the skillet, turn the skillet on, and then I'll toss the wings in there. I don't put like butter and all that crap, but I'll that's, use this sauce. So that's going to replace three for me. So no more um, Frank's slash Weiss brand. Wing time is very good. It's thick. That's um, what is it, Buffalo wing sauce? Or? Yeah, yeah, they have they have multiple sauces. I see. Yeah, I'm just trying to see um, which one you have. So number two for me, I don't know if this counts. Um, I'm gonna put mustard. sriracha there. Oh, it definitely counts. Okay, if that counts, then sriracha is my number two. That's my number two. <laughs> is it really? So I don't really like the um, the uh, the main brand of sriracha. I don't know what the name of it is. Um, there's another brand of sriracha that I have. It's a it's a smaller bottle. It's a little bit thicker. Um, I prefer that more when I make like a breakfast skillet, like a breakfast scramble with like potatoes, eggs, bacon, all that stuff. Yeah. I'll put this on there. Cause I had something down the shore called um, at, at a place called Marvis diner. Uh-huh. Um, they have a thing called the Marvis hell <laughs> where they, they have like a cheddar hollandaise sauce and then they do sriracha sauce, jalapenos, eggs, bacon, and um, ham and potatoes. Uh, like two people can eat this thing. And I tried making my own, and I don't like the regular sriracha. I prefer this sauce that I found. So sriracha is number two for me. Same for me, number two, sriracha. But I like the actual brand. I haven't tried the other anything. I don't mind the. I mean, I don't mind it, but I just prefer the other one. If you're ever over here, I'll I'll, I'll definitely give you a try. The red bottle with the green. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. With the OG. Yeah, a little nipple on the top. Yeah, a little nipple on the top. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, number one. Number uh, one. Definitely. Might be. Di- we have nice. different number ones because you already said it. Did I? My number one is Cholula. Ah, yeah. I love Cholula. I understand it's like a billion milligrams of sodium, but I don't care. Yeah, I don't give a shit. <laughs> <laughs> is yours the OG or do you have like a specific flavor? Um, I do prefer the OG. I tried the, there's like a, I think there's like a garlic one that I tried. There's a garlic one. I'm and then a lemon one. The le- yeah. Not a lemon, a uh, lime. Lime. Like Lime's one you have, right? Yeah. Yeah. I, I just, maybe I just have, my taste buds are accustomed to the original one, mm. but I, I don't mind the other ones. My sister, a couple years ago for Christmas, got me a, she found it at Bed Bath & Beyond, she said. It was like a pack of like 32 hot sauces. 
and oh, I yeah. don't know the name of the brand, but they had like a garlic, a lime, a, like a million of them, and they were very good. They have. If that I could at, find uh, that. Marshalls, believe it or not. Oh, really? They'll have. They'll sell like a a case, like a gift box of hot sauce. I, I bet you it's just, if they do, it's probably the same thing that I got. It, it all very good. The only problem is that a very short shelf life because there were thirty two sauces that all expired in like two years. Um, they also have Chipotle flavor, and that one I'm not really like. A th- yeah, I'm not a big fan of that either. I, I have, haven't tasted um, it, but I can tell you, I, I probably will not like it. We have taco sauce here that is like a Chipotle taco sauce, which I'm not thrilled about because it's it tastes too smoky for taco sauce. I think. Yeah. But taco sauce, I got one for that too, as an honorable mention. I'll bring it up. I I know you said that doesn't count for this list, but <laughs> I'll bring up the honorable mention. But Chulu, the number one for me. How about you? Uh, mine's is. Tapatillo hot sauce. That right there is class. That is top of the food chain. Yeah, I, I've heard really good things about it. Like, dude, it's a small little bottle of white. Mm-hmm. has a, I guess, not racist, but it's like a Mexican with sombrero on. Yeah, it was canceled. Yeah, it's going to be like Mill Brewing Company or whatever, a pearl milling company like that, of Aunt Jemima. Oh, my God. Love um, people. Like, uh, what was I going to say? It says salsa picante. Like, come on. That's right there. Hot sauce. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Yeah, I've seen it on TikTok. I've never actually tried it myself. Oh, I'm sure it's, it's t- great. And it's a TikTok sensation. Oh, please. Um, have you ever had Texas Pete? No. Um, no. It's been on the counter at, at some yeah. diners I've been to, but I stick to my yeah. five. That Before we know. moved, um, your brother, who also happens to be my girlfriend's father, he loves Texas Pete, and I would try it from time to time. It's a little salty for me. But I mean, it gets the job done. Yeah. Yeah. Nothing better than nothing at that point. Yeah. Um, Any I do want to. So uh, not really, because it kind of doesn't fall in (laughs) in line with it. So in fairness, when we put this list together first, I thought it was going to be like just whatever was spicy. So I have a couple. um, I have a taco sauce here. Um, It doesn't count as a hot sauce, obviously. But if you've never had it, um, the brand is called Hardines. 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 It's really like. Uh, I'm gonna see if I can find it for you and I'll send it to you. But um taco sauce, it's gotta be the um the red chili tomatillo. It can't be the roasted chipotle. But the red chili tomatillo, it looks like street good. taco sauce, and that's basically what it's uh, marketed as. It's fantastic. They originally only had it at giant in my area. I don't know, your area is obviously probably similar, but not the same. It was only available at Giant, and then Weiss picked it up. And I found it at Weiss and I bought like three bottles of it. It's fantastic. It's not like crazy hot, but it adds so much flavor and so much texture to your tacos. Send me to an Instacart. That looks Yeah, that's the only uh, link I could find. That's sick. Yeah, it's awesome. I like anything red chilies. Like red chili flakes? For sure. Oh, yeah. Chili flakes are great. Put them on your pasta. Forget about it. Put them on your pizza. Forget about it. On your eggs. It's underrated. Put them in your protein shakes. That's an underrated... uh, what is it, condiment, you would say? What, chili like flakes add, and protein? Like an add-on? Like, yeah. Like I haven't a, had it I, in protein, but... I guess it counts as like a spice. Um, any other honorable mentions for you? Not really. Uh, I'm pretty... I know I'm white, but I do like um, hot <laughs> things, but I, I usually go pretty consistent with what I like. Um, I have Tabasco. I thought about that. I'm not a Tabasco guy at all. Yeah, it's an honorable mention. I wouldn't have it... It'd probably be like number nine on my top ten, but so it's a classic one. I want to quickly oh. get into why Cadoba is better than Chipotle. 
Oh. Um, the primary reason is you don't have to pay extra for guac, queso, or any of that stuff. Well, you told me about this once. When I first second reason, <laughs> second reason is they have Cholula sauce at Cordoba and not Tabasco like Chipotle does. Game changer. It's over. That's actually where I discovered Cholula sauce. I went to <laughs> Cordoba like maybe eight years ago for the first time. How do you spell this? Um, uh, Q-D-O-B-A. But Cordova has um has that stuff. I, I do have a quick question for you as it relates to hot sauce. Um, do you like the like the salsa verde and like the green sauces and stuff? Yeah. Not a fan. Get the fuck out of here. Maybe I'm just wow. not a fan of green things because I don't like uh, avocado. What do you mean? Do my you mouth. At, just fucking bite. I, I open my mouth and I bite into them. You 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 drizzle that salsa verde right on the taco. Take a good bite. Well, I bend the head. I, I drizzle. Your mouth. I just go straight. So the taco goes straight. I just bite into it like that madman on oh. um, on the onion. <laughs> um, I'm a heathen then because I turn my head <laughs> and I go to the taco. That's because you can't turn the taco. <laughs> then it'll become a flatbread. <laughs> but when I eat my taco sandwich, I, uh, yeah. So are, are you a hard sandwich? shell guy? Fuck no. Yeah, me neither. I see that. I'm like, I'm disgusted. Supposedly, the reason they're so hard is you got you're supposed to put them in the the oven for a few minutes before you eat them, and it softens them a little bit. Uh, it's too much work. I don't have to. I don't want to cook my taco shells. Nah, I get them floured. It's all good. But yeah, I'm I'm a big fan of uh, salsa verde. I don't drench it, but I put a good amount. Yeah, I just sure. go hardines. I go hardines on everything at this point. I haven't tried it so. It's very if good. I do, you I would probably it, like it. I'll, it's not like overly spicy or anything, but it's very good. I'll convert. I like a little bit of sweet. Yeah, it's good stuff. I like that. And you don't need too much. And All another, right. Another honorable mention is the the hot sauce packets that come into my takeout Chinese. That is just, oh, those things. I don't know what's in those. Underrated. But that is some that is some good stuff. That's quality. I'm telling. And you. whatever. So there. So anybody from Philly or anybody that I guess knows me that's listening to this. So we all know that like Chinese spots in the ghetto are the best Chinese spots. Yeah. Um, Central high school, while it's a great school, not the best area. Ogons and Alni. (laughs) There was a little Chinese spot right next to the, like right across from the school, whatever hot sauce they put on my popcorn chicken there. That stuff's good. (laughs) I don't know what that stuff is, but it was really good. Maybe sometimes you don't need to know. Yeah. (laughs) Like cat intestines or something. I was going to say. Right. Any last thoughts before we jump to the uh, the wins and losses here? No, I mean it was a pretty okay. good top five list, pretty good segment. Well, yeah, I'm proud of that. I felt like I held my own. I I went into that like a rookie though, because <laughs> it sounds like you have a lot more experience with hot sauces than I do. Yeah, and you know the more you find out about the ones that you showed me, now I'm gonna expand my list. Even more. Yeah, I thought you were gonna say Frank's, Texas nah. B, and uh, Texas B. <laughs> And Tabasco, people. I only have three. I'm like, oh well, this sucks. Tabasco sucks. How dare you? Well, number nine of mine could be twelve after trying yours. Um, wins and losses. Uh, you want to go? How many do you have? Uh, let me look at my notes real quick because I think some of them we've already touched on. Um, I have two wins and two losses, but. Really, just one loss, actually. All right, I have two wins and three losses. Um, do you want to do the L's first? My, I feel like my, I don't know. I usually I weight mine. I think mine are both pretty similar, though. 
I think so whatever whatever you want to do first is fine. I'll do I'll go first if you want. That's I'll do fine. Lost first. Um, okay. It's not really like a lost loss, but it's just like oh, kind of tragic. Lost for me and you in front of the show. Um, number one for me, loss is Hot Rod. Uh, Rodrigo Blankenship. That king. Why would you do this to me? I know. I had to. We got to mention front of the show. Get uh, well possible soon. Hip, possible hip injury. I don't know the status yet right now, but he could be out this week with hip injury. Um, he, he was a big factor in Indy's loss. Yeah, for sure he was. If he was 100%, he would have just ended the game in regulation. He was a 47-yarder, and then obviously overtime wasn't great. So get well yeah. to that young king, Roger sure. Blanket Chip. That was my first L this right. week. My first L is going to be Alex Carr, who is, I don't know if he works for a, uh, what does he work for? He works for the Good Fight, oh. which is the Phillies SB Nation blog. He's also like a total baby on Twitter sometimes. He got freezing cold takes this week. Uh-oh. You follow that page? I do. Okay. So I on August August 19th, 2021, this guy's a baby, by the way, on Twitter. Um, <laughs> friend of the show, Firefighter Joe, is probably laughing right now if he's listening. Um <laughs> So on 8-19-21, he tweets, the Phillies collapse solidifies one thing. The NL East straight up sucks. The Phillies are bad. The Mets are bad. The Braves are bad. Whatever team wins here, and it is shockingly still up in the air, will be crowned the team that sucked the least. What a year. And then he followed it up by saying that they were going to get destroyed by the Brewers. And then the Brewers wind up losing to the Braves in the postseason. So he got freezing cold taken last night, uh, a couple nights ago. So shout out Alex Carr. For being completely wrong, and the Braves are now in the NLCS. <laughs> Donkey. Oh, wait. Oh, never mind. I was going to say breaking news. This happened three days ago, but James Harden to the Sixers. Yeah. I'm dead. Yes. Yeah, uh, Stephen Darryl A. Smith. Murray. Yeah, Stephen A. Smith, but I don't see it happen. I'm just telling you what I know. What I know, which is nothing. That's the exact quote, actually. <laughs> yeah, that's what he said. I'm going to just tell you what I know. I thought it was breaking news. I'm like, oh. Yeah. Nah, there's no shot. He said Daryl is lurking, but I don't think that happens. And apparently now the Nets GM has announced that Kyrie will most likely request a trade from Brooklyn. And oh, okay. might be a net. Oh, fuck. Jesus. I, of all the bad things that could happen. <laughs> Another L. Yeah, so Kyrie can't play in New York, and he can't play. I don't know if the, the rules have changed, but he wouldn't be able to play Golden State either. No, he wouldn't play in California, no. Yeah. All right. Um, uh, what What is your other L? Uh, touched it earlier when we did the reviews, or the picks. Cincinnati Bengals kicker Evan McPherson celebrated a field goal <laughs> after just missing it. And oh, yeah, the, the long snapper came up. To <laughs> <laughs> they all were celebrating, and... They end up losing an OT on the next possession for the Packers. Uh, it was yeah. basically thrill and agony within 15 seconds on Instagram. And credit to uh, Joy- John Boy Media on Instagram. John Boy is great, by the way. He's the one that – it was literally a thrill and agony within 15 seconds. Yeah. John Boy's great. He tweeted – he's always tweeting good stuff. All right, uh, TurnPod listeners, we had a little bit of technical difficulties. Uh, we're going to pick right back up. Uh, with my second L of the week, uh, Joel has actually shared both of his. My second L is going to be Deontay Wilder. I don't know if you saw this. Um, did you see the fight at all? No, but I saw the infamous like 
11th round knockout trades yeah and wilder falling down yeah so after the fight so this is not an indictment on, on wilder for losing um, i don't really care who wins and loses it you got a set of balls to step in the ring um yeah right my l is for him after the fight showing no sportsmanship at all um fury went over to say like hey good fight blah blah, blah. like respect you and everything yeah. and wilder yeah. just like repeatedly said i got no love for you so uh, shout out to him for getting his ass kicked and then acting like a douche after so um do you have a third l no but for that like i'll give him some slack because it is a rivalry three fights yeah. and stuff but also he just got knocked out and lost so in the heat of the moment yeah trying to get his bearings and try to save that face sure but i'm sure he probably came out with like a statement after the fact if yeah. not then it is what it is he did know? too like your your adrenaline's flowing your testosterone's flowing that's a big moment he just fought the dude yeah. for what 11 rounds i didn't see it i saw the highlights i didn't see the actual fight but he did come out he said it's like best trilogy of all time or something like that so he did show a little bit of respect after the fact his pr staff probably got into zero and he probably realized after the fact he's not a stupid guy yeah i um, actually have four l's um oh shit uh, these last oh, two were, well no these last two are baseball related we already touched on gabe morales worst call i've ever seen in a big spot like that can't call a check swing. even if you're wrong if it's borderline just say he didn't go listen scherzer was probably gonna punch that guy out anyway but calling the yeah. check swing there is absolutely pathetic. So Gabe Morales, uh, the problem is he's going to probably be an umpire for 20 more years. And that's an issue. Explain your sport. I can't. I can't. And then uh, this one's hard to explain too. Mike Schilt. This is my fourth L uh, impromptu. So Mike Schilt said he was blindsided that the Cardinals mm-hmm. fired him. The Cardinals fired their manager after making the playoffs after that 18 game winning streak or whatever it was. They just fired their manager. What? Yeah. Now who uh, takes the L? The Cardinals or the, the Cardinals for former? doing it? Mike Schilt. Everybody loved playing for him. They're talking about Skip Schumacher being like the replacement. Sometimes you have to move on from manager, even if you had a successful season. But it seemed like that team was on the up upswing, and they had they were obviously playing hard down the stretch. It's because they lost in the wild card game to like one of the best rosters ever assembled. Doesn't mean you got to fire your manager. I think that's a lousy kind of like a panic move on their part. So I'm yeah, not thrilled sure. about I'd- that. And usually, I feel like the Cardinals are like the Steelers of the NFL in terms of coaching. Once they find their manager or their coach, they ride with them, and yeah. they're always successful. Successful. So I mean, yeah. but I don't remember it's Tony Larusa, if I'm even yeah. right. Yeah, he's uh, he's then, actually with the White Sox now. When Larusa retired, it, it was Mike Matheny, and then Matheny moved on, and it was um, there might have been somebody else between them, but Schilt was the manager uh, the last few years. Uh, the Cardinals, so they I have kinda, some turnovers then. Yeah, but I mean, the, the Cardinals are one of those teams. That I consider the Cardinals, the Steelers, the Patriots, the Red Wings, and like the Spurs, all of those teams that are just like always in the mix. Like no matter what, mm-hmm. every year they're just in there and they're in the playoffs. Uh, like just, they're just always there. Um, and develop like homegrown talent yes. too to become stars. Yeah, obviously they went out, they got Goldschmidt and they got Ar- Arenado, but most of that team is homegrown. Like I feel like, and they're very loyal. I feel like, I don't yep. know if I'm butchering the name, but Colton Wong, yep. he played a long time for the Cardinals. And then I think he went to the Brewers division rival. And when he comes every time to St. Louis, it's like a standing ovation type of yeah. thing. Same thing with Pujols. So, I mean, good fan base, great fan base in St. Louis. But uh, absolutely. Yes, I'm pretty shocked. And they deservingly should get it yeah, out for the, that. I just, it, it popped into my mind. So I, I mentioned it to one of my friends actually brought it up to me a few days ago when it happened, or it might have been yesterday but I just saw a notification from the athletic that said Schilt was blindsided by the firing. 
which kind of sucks. So uh, he Jesus he will Christ. definitely land on his feet, hopefully here, uh, when they fire Gerard. Um, <laughs> all right, how many W's do you have this week? I have two W's, and you kind of already mentioned one of them. So I'm um, sorry, I have two. They're both hockey. Nah, so you can go ahead and start if you'd like. Or do you want me to start since we already I already stepped on one of yours? Uh, no, no, no. I'll, I'll start. I mean, it's just basically oh. piggybacking off of uh, Deontay Wilder's loss. I took the W as Tyson Fury knocking out Deontay Wilder in a thriller in the 11th round. And the images of that KO are everywhere. Like the mm. memes that came out of that, that's just a W in itself. So that is my W. Uh, Tyson Fury cementing himself as probably the GOAT at heavyweight right now. In yeah, boxing. pretty crazy. Um, <laughs> my, my first W is my phone just – force close the app that i had my w's on uh i was gonna yeah. say, i was gonna send you my other w via my phone but i'm on my phone so yeah um, i don't think it would so work out both of mine are hockey related the first one is a little bit more vague um it's probably so it's mainly john Gross, but for the most part it's espn for getting the nhl back but Gross, linda cone like the people on that network that cared about hockey all this time the last time yeah. the, the nhl was on espn was 2004 um, the last time they had an opening night on ESPN was 2003. Um, after the 04 Jeez. season, there was the lockout, the infamous lockout. They, the entire 04, 05 season was canceled. Um, and then when they came back in 05, 06, um, the Outdoor Life Network, OLN, got the rights to um, NHL games. NBC got the rights, the exclusive rights. And since then, uh, they have had the exclusive rights. Um, but the, the ESPN on uh, the NHL on ESPN, Basically, that that opening video they produced was fantastic. If you haven't seen it, we could put it on the Instagram if anybody wants to see it. Um, it's great. It's six minutes long, but it's about the guy that composed the music for the theme. Um, oh, wow. Yeah, so it's great. And then John Butchergross, who's always cared about hockey, ESPN's number one hockey guy. He's big into everything, so good for him. He gets to call games now. What's your second W? Uh, I'm actually on my tablet. I just sent it to you. It's of course again via John Boy Media. Uh, my W second W goes out to Texas A and M's kicker Seth Small's family. I don't know if you caught this, but over the weekend, Texas A and M shocked the world in beating Alabama off of a game-winning field goal, and it was everything. The chills oh, yeah. from this video. I sent it to you via John Boy Media. The reaction is basically what sports is. It's encompasses of everything. It's basically the family. And I, I want to say he's the girlfriend in between the mother and father of Seth Small awaiting this, this kick, this potential game-winning kick. And it was beautiful. Once the kick goes in, instant tears, emotion. She jumps over the railing, presumably to, you know, go find her man. And if it's a sister, the brother, you know, whatever. That to me was awesome. I said it to you. I don't know if you got it. I don't know if it's working, but that was my W. Yeah, I actually I was watching the um for what it's worth. I was watching that Texas A&M game. I wasn't really watching. I had it on for like noise, and I didn't realize that they were going to beat they beat Alabama, right? Yeah, like a real team. Uh, dude, the top one of my buddies this morning. So Fireman Joe actually sent me a text a little bit earlier. Um. He said, can you guess who the top four teams are right now in the rankings? And I said, 
no. Like, <laughs> yeah. I, I knew that Iowa jumped into the top four. I knew Cincinnati jumped into the top four. Um, do you know? Do you want to guess who the top four right now is in uh, rankings? I don't really follow college football, but I'll say Cincinnati. So Cincy is, is Cincy is three. Cincy, Iowa, Bama. I was two. Bama's five. Oklahoma. Oklahoma, I think, is in like the twenties now. Or not the 20s, but they definitely fell. Oh, USC. USC died also. So number one right now is um, is uh, Georgia. So, the Bulldogs. So if the playoff started right now, it would be Georgia number one, Iowa Hawkeyes two, three would be the Cincinnati Bearcats. Bearcats, right? And yeah. four would be, I believe, Texas A&M. I got <laughs> to double check that. McPherson knocked Bama out. Uh, I know McPherson. Jesus, small. <laughs> my bad. I got to find uh, top 25. Um, Georgia. Oh, this is AP. Where's the... Oh, okay. I guess this is the most updated. Uh, so Georgia, Iowa, Cincinnati, Oklahoma, Alabama, Ohio State, Penn State, Michigan, Oregon, Michigan State's the top 10. Kentucky is 11. And Notre Dame bounced down at 14. Oklahoma. I was thinking of LSU actually. That's in the twenties. They got bounced out of the top twenty-five. So crazy. LSU. Um, College football, man. We do have some breaking news. Oh, we're doing it live. Um, we'll earlier, earlier in the podcast, we mentioned that Jay Glazer reported the Eagles could trade Zach Ertz or Dallas Goddard this week. Oh shit! The Eagles have traded Zach Ertz to the Arizona Cardinals. They just keep getting. Better and better. I know. So I actually have a question. Not that he I like would. That, though. So not that he would, but can he play Sunday? No. Not not that he would anyway, because he just played on Thursday. But by the CBA, is he allowed to play two games in one week? I don't think so. So the Eagles have re- have um. That's actually what very exciting. Get? It's very sad. Um, the Eagles they- have received. Uh, a fifth round pick in 2022 and cornerback Tay Gowan. You didn't get nothing offensively for him. Yeah. You lose a weapon to gain nothing on on offense. That does make me a little sad as much as I kind of rag on him for not ever getting yards after the catch. He did make the biggest catch of our lives. Yeah. He's a Hulk. Is he a Eagles Hall of Famer? I think they should retire 86. I, I sound like a softie because I want them just to retire like a lot of guys from the 17 team. I don't think they're going to retire nine, although they might. <laughs> I don't think he did enough. Foles did. Um, I mean, his tenure with the Eagles, period. Yeah, I mean, he, he had enough. some big moments. Uh, I think that I think they would consider retiring 86. I wouldn't be shocked if they retire 71 for Jason Peters. Yeah. I think I think Lane gets his number retired. Uh, if not him, definitely Kelsey. Definitely Kelsey. Definitely so if Kelsey. I had to say, I, I think Kelsey gets number tired. I say I don't know if they're going to do Foles, but I don't see them giving nine to anybody else. Is someone wearing nine? No. We can check that later. Um, I I, I think I think they retire Ertz's number because he's probably a Hall of Famer. The football Hall of Fame seems easy to get into. Um. I think 91 gets retired. They're going to retire Cox's number. 
Um, 55 for Brandon Graham. And then that might be it, right? Do you do Malcolm Jenkins? I, maybe. He wasn't here very long. He was only here for like, what, six years? I guess, in, I guess in football, that's a long time. He was here 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19. So he was here seven years. Survived three coaches. And he, and he did a lot for the, yeah. He did a lot he for the community. Committee. Yeah, you're totally right. And he yeah. did destroy Brandon Cooks, I believe, or whoever that was. Yes, he put Brandon Cooks to sleep in the Super Bowl, and then Cooks woke <laughs> up in L.A. <laughs> yeah, so um, for, for that alone, yeah, like a notch. There's a lot of players. I think at the time, I thought there were going to be more guys getting the numbers retired. Like in 17, I was like, it's going to be Cox. It's going to be Graham. It's going to be Lane. It's going to be Alshon. It's going to be Carson. Now it's like, I think they do 55 for Graham. I, do 90, I think they do 91 for Cox. Trey Burton. Trey Burton, yeah, biggest touchdown. <laughs> That's funny. The best touchdown pass in Eagles history was a, a wide receiver, a tight end throwing it to a quarterback. Who literally left the next year to Chicago. Good for him, by the way, though. He's uh, Where's he now? Could be in Chicago still. Is, is he a Colt? Oh, yeah, he's a Colt. He's a Colt. He's a Colt. All right, he so he's, I think he went to Chicago, then the Colt. Or yeah, he, he went, went to Chicago Colts. first. So he's actually not allowed to play Sunday. Or yeah. um. Zacherts played last night for the hashtag Eagles. Per league rules, he's not allowed to play again this week, so he's out Sunday versus Cleveland. I don't think they would be have enough time to get him in, like get him acclimated with the team anyhow. Yeah. But that's but, a stud start for the team. Yeah, good for that. Uh, they just lost. I think Max Williams got hurt. I'm pretty sure Arizona's just lost their tight end, so. They just got a good one. Yeah, I mean, he'll he'll help. I don't know if he's going to be, like, explosive by any means, but. He'll help. He'll help. Um, so w- before we were so rudely interrupted, um, I do have one more W. Um, yeah. I know you're a big hockey guy. Um, I'm gonna Boy, go, am I ever. Yes, you're – and now more than ever with it back on ESPN. Um, the all-time <laughs> – so on the NHL all-time goals leaders, <clears throat> Wayne Gretzky currently has the record for 894 goals. Of course, um, the GOAT. Alexander Ovechkin – just broke his tie with Marcel Dion for sixth. He had 731 scored the other night. Now he's got 732. He's now fifth all time in goals. With you know a, my capitals. Yeah. Right. He's got yeah. a realistic chance to pass Brett Hall, who has 741. So he's got nine more to tie him. And then 766 is Yarmir Yager, who's third. Oh, Jagermeister. Come on now. Former flyer. Gordy Howe is second at 801. Gretzky at 894. So this is interesting. Alexander Ovechkin has played a thousand seasons and he's been good in his 30s. So, and I'm rooting for this, and my friends and I are all rooting for this, the ones that watch hockey anyway. I really want him to end up being the all time goals leader. And I think he's got a chance to do it. So if he, he's 162 behind Yager, I'm sorry, not behind Yager, behind Gretzky. Yeah. If he scores, 40 and a half goals, so 41 goals each of the next four seasons, he'll break Gretzky's record. So my W is him moving into um, mm-hmm. second place, or fourth, fifth place. Currently sits at 732. 732, and it's 
That's doable. I like that. Obi. Yeah. Crosby could never. Crush his own Ovechkin. So in his 16 years, he averages 45.75 goals a year. Keep in mind, however, that there were two shortened seasons last year and the previous year due to COVID. Mm-hmm. And then there was a lockout shortened season in 2012-2013. So but because three, of that, 45 goals older. a year. He gets older, though. Yeah, but he's, he's aging like wine. Dude, that So he had 24 last year in 45 games. He had 48 the previous year, 51 the year before that. 49, 33, 50, 53-51. So his single season record is 65 back in 2007, which is absurd. I think he's got a realistic shot to do it. Uh, make a long story short, my second W is Alex Ovechkin for moving into fifth all time. <laughs> I hope a year from now or four years from now when we're on turn pod episode 483 that we want living in Beverly Hills because we made so much money off the pod. And two, we're giving him the W for moving into number one all time. Shout out to Alexander Ovechkin. Shout out to technical difficulties too, because without them, we would have not been able to break the Earth's news in the middle of a pod. That was almost our name, wasn't it? Technical difficulties pod. Wasn't it? it should it be. was something along those lines. Technically oh, no, it was flagrant. flagrant. It was like technically flagrant. Yeah. yeah. It should be named technical difficulties though. Yeah. My goodness. We were done almost an hour ago. Like on the cusp of, and then yeah. my internet just yeah. took a shit. So an hour ago we were almost done at 10 30 or 10 25. Internet died. Joel got back on and then I got furniture delivered. <laughs> and then that delayed things. But luckily, because of the furniture delivery, we were able to get the Earth's news in. Um, any last thoughts? Um we don't know when the next um, episode will be. But if we do another one tonight or tomorrow and then possibly next week. We'll keep you updated on the uh, Instagram story for sure. Yeah. Um, but before we close the show, I do need to mention something, a praise, a shout out to a kid that I went to high school with back dating myself, 2007, 2008, uh, Matthew Toro. He wanted to be a professional wrestler, ridiculed for it. And I don't know his journey from 2008 till now, but I remember he worked in Ru- at Ruby Tuesdays in Atlantic City with my best friend. And he, I believe, quit. It's like, fuck, I'm going to pursue my passion, pro wrestling, moved all his stuff, went to Florida or wrestling school. And it wasn't over until the past year where I followed him. He was signed to ROH. He's a wrestler. And he has a group called Primal Fear. It's him and two of his buddies. And it was this past Monday, same night as Redacted came into Philly, where he made his AEW debut. Really? As an unsigned talent on their YouTube channel, which is their show, uh, AEW Dark Elevation, episode 32, where he and one other guy in his team took on a powerhouse tag team, uh, Santana and Ortiz, who are basically on the rise and they're going to go for the tag team titles in the near future. But it was pretty fucking cool to see the graphic and the promo of this kid I went to high school with basically on AEW against a formidable tag, formidable, uh, tag team opponent. And it was a squash match. It was within a three-minute match. But to see him there was pretty cool. And it's on YouTube. So shout out to Matt Toro, who his stage name, wrestling name is Matthew Omen. 
and Primal Fear. Big ups to them and nothing but the best for him and uh, his guys and Primal Fear. Yeah, awesome shit, though. Yeah. But that's cool. That's all I need. Yeah, there's it nothing pretty, wrong with pretty wild. Nothing wrong with pursuing your passion. Yeah. Um, so as we lead into the weekend, uh, we'll maybe put some TTP on the Instagram tomorrow unless we don't want to expose ourselves for being wrong. Um, but no, we have listeners. Sandra, she put some money down in one, yeah. so it can be done, people. So when in it doubt, just fade what we do and you'll make money yourself. <laughs> um, next episode, whether it's this weekend or next Wednesday, obviously the Sixers will be getting going. We're going to try to touch on them. We're going to touch on our, uh, our, so I guess it'll, instead of being a quarter season overs and unders, we'll look at the third of the season because we'll be in, yeah. uh, heading into week seven, I guess, which is fine. Uh, we'll touch yeah. on those. We're going to look at the ESPN top 100, which we were supposed to do last week. And then we would have done this week, if not for a couple of the issues I had. Um, and me. <laughs> yeah. So we'll do the ESPN top 100. We'll talk about, you know, uh, guys, like a couple of guys that we think are too low, a couple of guys we think are too high. We can do a couple award predictions and things like that for the NBA. We'll do a little bit more of like an NBA preview. Uh, we'll look back yeah, on the first. Funny. Yeah, we'll look back on the first couple of games of the AL and NLCS. Uh, if any more Eagles news comes out, maybe they start selling off pieces. Um, aside from uh, Yakerts, maybe they trade away. I don't know. Maybe they trade guys away. Get rid of Slay. Get rid of Nelson. Get rid of Sirianni. Um, <laughs> Regular. Uh, yeah, they do have a couple of veterans they could dump. Um, obviously, the contracts are going to be an issue for teams, but we'll see what happens. Maybe we'll put together some some makeshift Eagles trades. Um, out there at Turnpod Land, I actually had a couple Ben Simmons trades that we were going to do, but we accidentally deleted uh, off the uh, the Google Doc. Yeah, so I'll put bad. some I'll put them together as well as we lead into next week. Hopefully, we'll have some more news on him um, as we approach the Sixer season. As we will probably be live analyzing some of the things that are happening in the game, depending on what time we record next Wednesday. Yeah, it'll be, I'm off Wednesday, so yeah. it'll be late. We'll be doing it. Probably whatever, do it. Whatever time I get done five. So we'll, oh, perfect. we'll have some fun. Um, we'll have a top five for you. Some mailbags. I have a couple mailbag questions from last, the last time we did mailbag that we didn't get to. We're going to use them oh, as a, a, like kind of a lead into a segment for next week. So a lot of good stuff on the, on the ledger for us as we approach the sports equinox. Yeah, we mentioned it. Yeah. <laughs> All sports are in. Yeah. So you got um hockey has begun. Baseball obviously is still kind of a thing winding down fewer teams now. Football's around and then we're gonna get the NBA next NBA. week. The equinox I would imagine will be Thursday or Sunday next week, maybe Monday. But I'm sure all four sports will be playing on the same day, which is cool. It's good for people like us that have nothing better to do than to talk sports. <laughs> or people like it's me a, that don't want to group you in with me. It's a double-edged sword because for that reason, good. And the bad is I work at the airport working with these charters. So if I have Philly games, it's hecticness. And then the other bad is me. the pot will be three hours long. That's kind of good for us, That's the listeners. For us. Yeah, you can break it up in chunks. Come on now, you have a week to get it through. Yeah, yeah, you got eight, <laughs> you got six days to listen to. It. You'll be fine. Oh, when we do two weeks, two episodes a week, yeah, you can break it down for sure. A couple hours. Any last words? Anything to watch tonight or tomorrow? No, man. Uh, I'm just trying to get my bearings. I'm off this weekend. Um, I have the other redacted stopping by on Sunday. So. Oh yeah. Oh, really? Yeah, the group chat redacted, yes. Oh, uh, the redacted we're literally not allowed to talk about. 
Yeah, even though I did <laughs> throw that nice jab. Well, hey, like, what did I miss? Our podcast. Our podcast. Uh, <laughs> Available on Prime. Yeah. That was a good line. Um, not the men. Missed you. Uh, technical difficulties and some other unforeseen things kept yeah. us away for a, for a week. Nice little brevity. It's been fun. But um, we're, not, we're not done at 10. We're back. I do have one TTP to finish off the episode. Go for it. Your Philadelphia Flyers tonight start the season against your favorite, favorite logo, the Vancouver Canucks. First goal scorer, plus 1,100. Oh. We're going to go Cam Atkinson. New addition, oh. just acquired for Jake Voracek. I don't know if it'll be a power play goal. It'll just come in transition. Cam Atkinson, plus 1,100. Book it. Book your flight to Guam with the wings. <laughs> and, uh, oh, man. Well, uh, I was going to go uh, first goal, Jeremy Roenick. But... Okay, yeah, yeah. Roenick. <laughs> I'm pretty sure he got canceled. <laughs> That's the only player I know. And Claude Giroux, I guess. Yeah, he's still around. Maybe we can go with him. Or uh, Hayes. You think they win tonight? I don't know anything about the Canucks. I don't know. The Sedin twins are retired and they don't have Luongo anymore. So, uh, Bob Burry ain't walking through that door anytime soon. So, whoever that is, yeah. Yeah. Um, I have the Flyers. I'm going to go 4 2 Flyers. I'll, I'll settle with that. I don't know about the Canucks. I, I don't know about the Flyers. Who knows? But this is the year, baby. They're making the playoffs, apparently. Yeah. This is the year they actually play a full 82-game schedule and don't fall <laughs> off at the end. <laughs> All right, man. Uh, it's been fun. Uh, we'll see if uh, we can squeeze another one this week. If not, we'll catch you Wednesday. Yeah. Adios, people. Everybody have a great weekend.